The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by the Combank Bushfire Recovery Grants. It's one way they're helping to support local communities impacted by bushfires. For more information, head to combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 10th of February. In your squiz today, second plane of Australian evacuees lands from Wuhan, mass shooting in Thailand, torrential wet weather, and Harry and Meghan get to work. This is your squiz today. Starting off today with an update on the coronavirus, Claire, over the weekend, an additional 266 Australians and permanent residents were evacuated out of Wuhan. This group won't be headed to Christmas Island, though. No, they're heading to a place called Howard Springs, which is 30 kilometres southeast of Darwin. They're staying at an unused miners' workers' camp there, and they'll serve out their quarantine uh, for at least that couple of weeks in that spot. There are Australians on quarantine cruise ships overseas. Of the three ships, one has been cleared and passengers allowed to disembark in Hong Kong. The other two ships will wait out their quarantines with passengers on board. Yes, 16 Australians who were on board that ship that was docked in uh, Hong Kong uh, should be good to go. There's the ship though, that's docked near Tokyo. It had 223 Australians on board. Some of those were diagnosed with coronavirus and taken to hospital. No change in the situation there. What's, though, been uh, revealed a bit more over the weekend is that there's a third cruise ship which was trying to dock uh, in the Philippines, in Japan, in Taiwan, uh, but it's stuck out at sea with no port willing to take them. There's a number of Australians on that ship and one Adelaide laid man. Uh, David Hulse says that they're uh, officially abandoned. Yeah, Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton has ruled out evacuating Australians off of those cruise ships, saying it's too difficult. On the weekend, the number of deaths rose to more than 800, which means it's now claimed more lives than the SARS crisis almost 20 years ago. Still on international news now, Claire, and 26 people were killed with nearly 60 injured in a mass shooting in Thailand over the weekend. The gunman was a serving 32-year-old Thai soldier. Authorities even brought in his mother to talk to him during the 17-hour siege in a shopping mall. That wasn't successful. The standoff ended yesterday morning when authorities killed that gunman. Uh, There were plenty of stories coming from there about how terrified people were. They were in a shopping mall. Uh, Some were hiding. Uh, They were really too terrified to move. The gunman also took a number of hostages. Uh, It looks from reports that a number of those were saved. Thailand's Prime Minister has called it unprecedented, with the country experiencing very few mass shootings. Back home now, and Indonesian President Joko Widodo will address a joint sitting of our federal parliament today. This makes him the second Indonesian president to do so. Australia and Indonesia recently signed a trade deal. It's a pretty big deal. It's also got a pretty big name. It does. It's the Indonesia-Australia Comprehensive Economic Partnership Agreement, which basically means it's just a big trade deal. It means that 99% of our exports can now enter basically tariff-free or under much better terms uh, to the Indonesian market. Imports from Indonesia to Australia will be tariff-free. It's a big step forward in relations with a very big nation to our north. Lots of nice things to be said about each other today, I'm sure. 
There was a lot of rain over the weekend on our eastern seaboard and it looks set to continue this week with flash flooding warnings for parts of New South Wales and Queensland. Incredibly, the Bureau of Meteorology says it's expecting the most rainfall we've seen in 20 years. It's pretty incredible, isn't it, when you think the drought's been going for a bit, but you would think that we've had rain of that scale at least in the last 20 years or so. But, yeah, it really did team down. It was in Sydney, of course, on the weekend, and it just rained and rained, particularly yesterday. Authorities say that water catchments right up and down the coastline uh, will be replenished. Uh, There was a bit of rain also that made it past the coast and inland a bit, which is, of course, terrific news for a lot of those people who desperately need some rain. Also good news, the rain completely extinguished the Currawan fire, which was happening around the south coast of New South Wales. That fire burned for 74 days and destroyed 312 homes and nearly 500,000 hectares. There's lots of links in the Squiz Today email if you want to see pictures of the weather and the deluges so far. Not such good news for celebrity chef and former Master Chef Judge George Calambaris' hospitality empire, Made Establishment. Reports this morning are saying that it could be placed into voluntary administration this week. That group has been under significant pressure since it was revealed that it underpaid staff by almost $8 million uh, in an agreement with the Fair Work Ombudsman. That money has been paid back to staff, uh, but it seems that the PR uh, effort, despite rebranding a lot of those restaurants in Melbourne, hasn't actually brought customers in. Someone who did get paid, and that's Harry and Meghan, reports say they took home nearly $1 million for their first speaking gig. To be confirmed, of course, although probably on these things, uh, I wouldn't imagine that they're rushing to the public to talk about how much they're getting paid for corporate speaking gigs. But on Thursday, local time, they addressed a Florida investment summit that was sponsored by JP Morgan, which is a big investment bank. Uh, Celebrities and bankers got to listen to Harry talk about uh, the death of his mother, Diana, and also the decision to give up uh, their royal roles, Meghan addressed that gathering as well, reports say. But yeah, still some arrangements to be made uh, apparently with the palace about exactly what that kind of financial future looks like for them and how they can use their brand uh, in that sort of way. So uh, probably a bit of unease there. One gig they did reportedly say no to was presenting an award at this year's Oscars. They're on today. Who's odds on for the favourites? Such a shame, isn't it? Wouldn't you love to see Harry and Meghan at the Oscars? But (laughs) the um, favourites there, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Renee Zellweger for Best Actor and Actress, uh, Brad Pitt. Apparently everyone's got their fingers crossed for him that he does okay there too. Uh, Also, when you're looking at Best Film, uh, 1917, which is the World War drama uh, directed by Sam Mendes, uh, and also the Korean film Parasite seem to be getting a fair bit of buzz We'll know a bit more about that. It goes to air at 10.30am Eastern Time. Good day to have the TV on in the background. Absolutely right. We've also locked in our contender for Eurovision. It's singer Montaigne. Montaigne had a very blue wig and a frilly sort of (laughs) clown-themed sort of neck ruffle, but uh, her original song was quite catchy, I thought, and she is off to Rotterdam. That's uh, in the Netherlands. They're hosting uh, Eurovision in May this year. Speaking of songs, each day... 
you give us a song lyric that relates to one of the news stories. What have you got for us today? Gone Simpsons today. Uh, oh. The lyric from the song Everyone <laughs> Who Counts Loves Ned Flanders. That's because, believe it or not, Joko Widodo is a heavy metal fan. No. Um, quite well known to be. <laughs> and when I was looking about what sort of metal acts were on in Canberra at the moment, thinking you might sneak out for a gig, there's actually a oh, Ned sure. Flanders inspired band playing in Belconnen on Wednesday oh my God. night. So maybe he'll stick around. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if he's at a loose end, I'm sure he can check that out. (laughs) Always something on in Canberra. Always, always. That's all from us today. For those that are new to what we do here at The Squiz or who've maybe found us via Spotify's Your Daily Drive, hello and a big welcome. There's a few stories today that we've also done a Squiz Shortcuts podcast episode on. Shortcuts is our other podcast where we look at the context and background to big news stories that sometimes need a bit of extra explaining. The episodes are all around 10 minutes long and you can listen to one on Harry and Meghan's new arrangement, for example, or coronavirus as well. We put that one out last week. Stay safe and dry out there today and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.